Hello, hello, and welcome to Intentional Sounding. It's the Draw Play Podcast, coming to you every once in a while. I'm your host, Draw Play Dave Rapocio, and with me, as always, is a draft grade of about B, Sam Grezes. Yep, that's that's fair. It's also the safest draft grade to give anybody. It's like giving a video game an 8.5 or... You know, so like a, I'd a say Yelp an, review, like yeah. 3.5 out of 5 stars. It's just the most nothing thing. It is, is the, the a, a B for a draft grade is like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Could be okay, any, I guess. Any video game review site that uses a through 10 scale and has decimal points within that scale is effectively a site where their review score means literally nothing. Yeah. Yep. Because I mean, if it's a competently made like release title that functions, it's going to get above a six. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. I I just like I do. Aren't we all past that? I mean, I get that like Metacritic and stuff. You need to have the numbered reviews there. But if you're reading a video game review, the score at the end doesn't really matter right like it really doesn't i i I feel like we're all over that kind of thing and i get the i get why they still have to put that kind of thing because if you're just skipping through you want to know whether or not the the game is worth playing so like you get the blurb i don't know if we are over that though that's like really the thing oh don't you remember last year when uh Maybe it's just some of the certain critics I follow, but when Breath of the Wild came out, a few critics had some some issues with it and didn't give it, like, 10 out of 10s. Oh, yeah, that's right. people got really upset. People still care about that stupid score, even if the person is heartily recommending the game, but just knocking it for a few things that they personally didn't like. It People look at... People use that number to judge things far far too much than they should the funny thing about that though is is the backlash to that wasn't necessarily that like wasn't that they disagreed with the gripes right it was the kind of thing where they were mad that this person ruined or brought down the game's metacritic score it wasn't it wasn't like the review because a review is ostensibly a tool for like the consumer to be like is this game worth my time will i enjoy it right yeah. The, the problem with the the problem that those people had with those reviews, and this is this tract, there was like the there was a bunch of movies that this happened to too. Like, I think it was like Toy Story three. A couple of reviewers gave it like a ninety on Rotten Tomatoes for a couple of reasons, and it it ruined the score, or whatever. But like the the reason people were mad about that wasn't that they thought the reviews necessarily were wrong. It was that, like, there was this property that they enjoy very much and someone was kind of knocking it a little bit and, and like, ruining its legacy. So, so it's been, the score has been divorced from, like, quality, I guess, or, like, buying recommendations. It's weird. It's weird. Welcome to our podcast where we discuss video games. It's utterly, it's utterly bizarre. And it's still more useful than draft grades. True. Let's be honest. Very with you, right true. Here. Very true. We you, were going to have me? a show up last week for uh, like a draft preview and give you our thoughts, but then we realized that um, what's the point? Because we don't know any of these players. None of them have played it down yet. So honestly, who cares? Yeah, we still don't know anything. By the way, if 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 anyone talks to you claiming that they know anything, they're lying. If 
if you're reading an article about draft grades and it's grading players, we don't know anything. It's a it's a useless content article. We used to do it's, this. We used to do this on Kissing Susie Colber. We had every single time there was a draft, right? We had this thing where like we gave draft grades, and it was like incomplete. The only draft grade you get right now is an incomplete. You get an incomplete probably until like you can start think about the grade, start thinking about the grade next year at this time. But you probably can only really solidify that grade like two or three years out, right? Like after everyone they, has... They say that you cannot accurately grade a draft until three years later. Yeah, Which yeah. makes perfect sense because at that point you get like the first season either jitters or flukes out yeah. of the way. You yep. get the single season flukes and you get three seasons, which is enough to tell you whether or not that player at least contributed and it's also enough something. time. It's also enough time for a franchise to completely bungle it and trade them away, only to see them have great success somewhere else, right? Yes, it's also the average career lifespan of an NFL player. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yep. Three years makes sense. So we will grade some some players, and we will laugh at some teams, especially over the next hour, when uh-huh. we always have lots of laughs. But ultimately, every grade is incomplete. It's true. We can't judge anything in any sort of finality. We can just sort of laugh at what we think it means. Do you want to tell them them all the good news, though, about this particular draft recap episode? We're very, very excited to do this draft recap because we weren't going to do it, but then we got all the sponsors. Oh, we got fucking paid, And when paid, I say y'all. all the sponsors, I mean all all the sponsors. You know how most podcasts, they do like that little intro bit where they they start talking about all the sponsors and do the commercials before the podcast really starts or maybe at the end when that happens and you just don't listen. You just tune out because Skip it doesn't matter. That first well, two and a half minutes. Well, that's not what we're doing because they paid us all the money and every we're dedicating single every single segment of this podcast to one of our sponsors because they have made us very, very rich. Mm-hmm. So thank you, all all of the podcast sponsors ever. We really appreciate all it. All of the podcast sponsors, all of them. The ones that you've heard on your other podcasts, they sponsored us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, we've been trying for so long to get these sponsors, so and they finally long. did it. it it's bit. so good. We are very happy to be complete corporate chills mm-hmm. for the next hour. Oh, it's going absolutely. to be great. I'm so fucking stoked, y'all. I'm so, so Sam, are you... Stoked. Are you pumped to get into these draft grades? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Where where would you like to start? Do you want to start by team or by by like draft pick? We could just kind of go down I, the line. I say we start basically in the first round and we just go yeah. down the ones that we think are interesting, but okay. I th- we have to obviously start with Baker Mayfield, sponsored by Blue Apron. Mm-hmm. Blue Apron, when you're too lazy to read an internet recipe and you just want all the work done for you except for the actual cooking. Except for the actual work. Blue Apron, a not that much better way to cook, but, you know, we'll send you the ingredients and you don't have to go out to the store, so there you go. Bl- bl- sponsored by Blue Apron. So so Baker Mayfield... I- I don't know. I really don't know about him. Uh, all of the pre-draft stuff had him as a solid number three behind Darnold and Allen. And honestly, I think all three are, are pretty 
pretty interchangeable, kind of like when, you know, Blue Apron says you need olive oil for the recipes, even though they don't include olive oil in any of the bags, and all you have is Pam, so you just spray down your whole fucking thing with that and think that's about a tablespoon so that'll probably work and it you know it's fine it tastes good regardless i don't i don't understand what it is the browns saw in baker mayfield other than the the potential to be laughed at and ridiculed horrifically when because it's a when not an if this goes horribly wrong for them well, you know the way it is. It's just like Blue Apron. It looks really good in the picture, but mm-hmm. something doesn't go quite right, and you wish you didn't pay that much for it. Yep. Yep. That makes sense. Yep. I, I mean— the- I'm I'm honestly unsure what to think about Baker Mayfield. He, like, I was—he started getting all the buzz. Like, there's always that one player— like one quarterback who starts getting all the buzz late, uh-huh. and he was and that, that was player him this year. Well, it was him and, it was, it was, him and Rosen, but Rosen yeah. for different reasons, right? Rosen was always kind of like seen as like the defect. It was always Darnold. Darnold was yeah. seen as number one, and then it was kind of Rosen as the number two, and those and those were the top two. And then Josh Allen and Baker Mayfield started sort of creeping in towards the hype towards the end there because of dumb reasons just draft well, reasons hey yeah. we've talked uh, i think it almost has to do with the fact that they've been talking about these other players like sam darnold for so long <laughs> they wanted that that just for the sake of producing new content they have to talk about these other dudes and give us their stories mm-hmm. so then those players start getting all the stories and all the talk and the hype builds up and everyone buys into it and now we end up with, uh, you know, kind of slightly better Johnny Manziel going yeah. first overall. So, so speaking, speaking of, I did just just get a text, and what you said, what you just said, did remind me of that. This segment is actually now sponsored by Harvest and not Blue Apron. Harvest, the new hotness in the meal prep game, except it's not meals; it's smoothies with a bunch of leaves and stuff in them. They give you packets. You put them in your blender, kind of like you could put all three of the top three quarterbacks that went in the NFL draft in a blender and pour them out, and, like, they're pretty much the same. They're all the same. I don't care. I don't Harvest. care. Harvest. Harvest. It sounds like farming, which is something you'd never actually want to do. I can't believe that the Browns did did the Johnny Manziel thing, like, again do you think it's because like they want to get it right this time like they're reordering the same recipe from blueapron.com which is a feature you can do on blueapron.com because you can select from one of nine recipes to have them delivered to your door every week or every two weeks or whenever you want you can cancel at any time uh do you well i think it's just a matter of you know how you're looking at a recipe book and you just see like pasta and basil marinara and you're like oh well that looks fine and that's sam darnold but Mm -hmm. then Mm -hmm. you see like spicy chicken frittatas yeah okay i don't know if that's gonna work but it sounds so much more interesting and let's go with that and i tried spicy pork sausage frittata last year and that didn't like that didn't work out at all but surely like chicken like Pork, obviously, it's a little bit messier, but chicken, like as long as as long as you stick it in the right situation and cook it at the right temperature, just according to what it says on the side of the Blue Apron box, 
that's what you're gonna get. You're gonna get something delicious. And we've and we've learned so much. We've learned so much about cooking in the in the in the intermittent years, right? You, you can't. We 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 have to be able to do it better this time, right, guys? Right, right. And that's how you. I I guess that's how you get this happening. Is like, is a team that for the past two years has won one game, thinking that they have learned in any way or gotten better uh player management wise which you know for all it's kind of like it's kind of like blue apron how you think you're learning cooking but really you're just reading directions and not retaining any of that information right exactly exactly yep yep very very good good and salient salient points but there as we must say at the end of all of these grades baker mayfield may be a good player and he may not be we don't know we do not draft know grade incomplete draft grade for the browns incomplete although come see me Let's... after class i don't trust you the browns <laughs> all right and now let's move on to another pick that i think people are are generating a, it's generating a lot of discussion because it's the ever-present war between stats nerds and jocks yeah and that is the giants pick of saquon barkley brought to you by lift lift it's the lesser of two evils (laughs) hell yeah i want to know your specific specific take on on this pick because i saw your i saw your uh your comic about it if you haven't seen it you know see it see it now and if you don't have a computer at home you can you can use our promo code not a real promo co- code dot lift dot biz in lift for a free five dollar ride to your local Starbucks where you can like steal a screenwriter's computer to like look at it for yourself at the dropplay dot com. I saw your comic about it, and you seem I don't know you seem to think that which is true the position of the running back has been as about as devalued as the the uh the share of the lift prices for drivers has in the past few years right that's about right it's saquon barkley it's it's just an interesting pick because i think both sides of the argument have a pretty good point Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's it's very strange because when you look when stats stars are like, all right, look, you can get a good running back pretty much anywhere in the draft because the position is so plug and play and like they rarely like get like the next mega contract. They normally just get run out in their rookie contract and then they just kind of peter off. So like there's definitely a good argument to be made that the Giants could have picked up something a little bit more valuable like uh, defensive end Bradley Chubb or a quarterback, which mm-hmm. they're going to need in the next few years. Yes. And pick up one of the slightly lesser backs in like the second or third round, which there was a bunch of perfectly acceptable backs like Darius Gaius. Sony, Mich- Ga- Sony Michelle as well out of, uh, out yeah. of Georgia. Yeah. There's, there's a bunch of other dudes that the giants could have taken. Now they wouldn't be quite the talent level of Saquon Barkley, but they still work because of the position itself simply being useful. But so that's, there's well, that's, the other... That's the thing, that's, right? That's, that's a legit argument, but at the same time, like, if you get 
the the sort of transcendent talent that Barkley's being touted as, he's still kind of worth the risk. It's like because when it's very, it, very it, late at night and you're yeah. drunk and it's surging, right? Lyft is surging to, to 400%. And you, I mean, you still need to get home. It's raining, and you know it's going to cost you $25 to go four blocks. But it is worth the risk, at the, right? At the very least, it's worth the money. You know what you're giving up. Yeah, you're going that side. Look, it's very important. Saquon Barkley is exactly like Lyft because sometimes you don't want to take or rely on your own car like Eli. <laughs> there you go, <laughs> yes. For the most part, Eli gets the job done, but you're not always, he's not, he's sometimes he's going to break down and you don't know when he's going to break down. But if you get a lift, you know, their car's working because they're out there working for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. sometimes it's just nice to get that little boost. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think this is definitely a case of he, I think I would hate this pick a lot more if he wasn't a major need like we right, need, need a quarterback a for the future mm-hmm. but we still have a quarterback who might still have something under a different coach with all of his receivers healthy we and maybe an improved offensive line but like i don't know like the giants have been kind of the antithesis of the you could just plug in any running back and have it work yeah argument yeah, exactly over the past over the past like five years pretty much since Ahmad Bradshaw started getting hurt all the time we have not had a good running back and yes we haven't had a good offensive line and yes we haven't had great coaching mm-hmm. but like at some point that still comes down to the player's talent and the player's ability to do something and a player who's able to catch the ball to make plays in space to run behind a proven bad offensive line like they had at penn state yeah that's the other thing like it it seems like like a fit that's a that's a big deal like we need a player like saquon barkley it was and unlike uh let's say the buccaneers who drafted up to get a kicker in the second (laughs) round the giants weren't going to have another chance at getting Saquon Barkley. The Giants couldn't sit there and then pick up Barkley in the second. Barkley wasn't making it out of the top 10. Like, I don't know, Roberto Aguayo would have made it into the fourth. (laughs) So the thing thing about Saquon Barkley, and this is the argument that I I keep coming back to every single time I heard the talking heads argue about it and continue to argue about it even before and after the draft— is just like Lyft in a crowded, crowded rideshare field, Saquon Barkley was unquestionably, unquestionably the most talented player at the draft. With the, I guess with the possible exception of Bradley Chubb, possible. I saw, it was basically, I saw those two at the top of 90% of lists and lists that didn't have one of those two at the top. I, it may have been Quentin Nelson, sure. and out of any list that didn't have those three, it was a hot take. Uh, yeah, and and even then, it's probably like Roquan Smith or almost as know. hot as Lyft's amazing prices. Mm-hmm. Whatever happened to those cool little pink mustaches? Real talk, I miss those. They were really cute. Anyway, I, I think well, that that's because Lyft was eventually sponsored by Harry's Razors. Oh. Harry's razors. If you have a pink mustache, you can shave it right off with Harry's very, very, very sharp razors. Harry's Harry's razors. 
because you want a razor from a guy literally named Harry. Yeah, did you did you know that it's just this one guy? I saw like I ran into him. He lives in a Chicago suburb. He lives in like Deerfield. I like I was driving out uh to like get like cheap gas and like cuz you know, have to leave the city to do that. And I saw this dude just s- sitting on a log like a stump just whittling, whittling, whittling away at like sticks of wood. And then I like looked over to the side and there was this billboard that said official headquarters of Harry's Harry's razors. That guy is Harry. And then there was an arrow pointing to Harry. And then he gave me a wave and he he like had like about three teeth and a very long beard. So, you know, if you want that handmade touch to your razors, trust Harry. I know I do. He gave me a thumbs up and, and it warmed my heart. It's good for him that he's sort of like rebounded because I don't know. You grew up on the East Coast area. I don't know if you ever saw a Happy Harry's um, pharmacy store. But -hmm. basically, Harry Harry was into the drugs for quite some time. And he fell on hard times. And then he started – he was going to cut himself. And then he looked down at the razor and was like, I could probably sell this. For more money than my dead body would be worth. Good for so him for getting. Let's see clean. if that works. So Harry, Harry is a very inspirational story. If if for nothing, if for nothing else, even if you don't shave, support Harry. Support Harry's razors because you know every single dollar you pay them is another dolly that dollar that keeps Harry, you know, from going back to the sauce. So. You know, you're you're pretty much a bad person if you if you subscribe to Dollar Shave Club, who is another sponsor of this podcast. Dollar Shave Club, if you like Harry's razors but are sick of the personal touch that having a real human being's name in the name of the business offers you, Dollar Shave Club, because you absolutely definitely need three fucking four packs of razor blades every single month. It's ridiculous. Anyway, the point I was trying to make here is Saquon Barkley, I I think there's a value in Saquon Barkley being just like any really team. I wouldn't have been mad if the Browns took him at number one. I think think there's a value to just snatching up, regardless of need, the best player in the draft, putting him on your team and, you know— making it work trying seeing to what build. happens yeah just honestly seeing what happens worst just case scenario basically being like hey lift driver just just cruise man yep don't you don't put in a destination in the app and just say hey hey lift driver you put the destination what do you feel like doing what do you feel like and then he goes and you just drink some water bottles that he has in the back seat mm-hmm. and maybe oh and maybe as you listen to little... the smooth jazz that the uh, driver has on the radio as and, he tries to talk to you and asks you if it's okay and it's not it's like not okay you'd really rather not listen to smooth jazz also because you have earplugs in already and you're listening to to a podcast or or you know Janelle Monae's new album or whatever and you can still kind of hear the smooth jazz but you don't And honestly wanna... you feel um you're like you're not having a great time and you wish you weren't spending so much money but you still feel really proud of yourself for not using uber yeah there you go that's that's the biggest thing lyft feel good about yourself for not using uber even though we have about like 65 percent of the same problems but those are, but that are the 35 percent we don't have that so 
you get to feel good about yourself. I want to bring this back um, to our other sponsor, Dollar Save Club, because mm-hmm. they've sponsored our next segment, which is on Bradley Chubb. We call this the Dollar Save Chubb. The Broncos yes. now have an absolute stud on the opposite side of the defensive line from Von Miller. And I guess their motto is going to be, well, we don't have a quarterback, so we'll just kill everyone else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My God, he is so that decent scary. enough strategy. Yeah, absolutely. Cut through defenses and and you know, get, give him a bunch of close shaves in the pocket. I cannot tell you how incredibly happy I am to have Chubb jokes. Oh God, seriously, and all year long. Mm-hmm. When that court, when a quarterback gets sacked by Chubb, it's gonna be like that quarterback got a Chubb. Mm-hmm. And it's never going to get old. Well, you you know there are two Chubbs in the draft. I don't know where where the second one went, but Nick Chubb, the 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 second running back from Georgia that was taken in the draft, uh, was also drafted this year, I believe. So we got like we got a double Chubb, double Chubble. It's like double <laughs> double double trouble except double Chubble. Does that work? Is that funny? Is that is that a bit? Is that something? Is that anything? I mean, it's about as funny as Dollar Saves Club amazing commercials. Mm-hmm. Dollar Sa- Dollar Shave Club when the commercials are better than the product. Oh man. Yeah, well, uh, okay. So so the Browns took Nick Chubb in the second round. So we'll I mean, we'll see how that goes, but if Bradley Chubb tackles Nick Chubb. Oh my that's god. A, there's there's the Chubbs. There's there's the double that, Chubb. That, there there's the double Chubb. Wonderful. <laughs> There's a there's Does another Chubb joke here. Pick up the Chubb blitz. There's there's another joke here about intentional sounding and how people have brought up to us that 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 sounding also has another meaning. But I won't get into that right now here on this professional podcast that has been sponsored by at least thirty five different podcast no, sponsors. We want to keep that in our undies. Mm-hmm. Me undies. Me undies. It's basically underwear. Me undies for when you want to pay $25 for underwear. Me undies for when you want to pay $25 for underwear because you think that means that maybe you will be more likely to have someone else see them. Me undies. Most underwear is pretty damn comfortable. Eh. I will... Me undies. When you draft Josh Allen, it's a good place to shit your pants. <laughs> Let's oh, talk about the Bills. Let's. God, I. What were they doing? Why? At, out of all the, all, uh, like again, like Josh Allen may become a good player. He may also become a bad player. We don't know. Incomplete. Yeah. This seems pretty much as seen as like the dumb move by pretty much everybody. I think almost every Bills fan I've seen has pretty much described the experience as exactly the same, which is exactly what my comic is going to be on Thursday, which is just like they got all excited when they saw I got drafted up. Mm-hmm. They got all excited when they heard the name Josh, and then they knocked over a table when they heard <laughs> Alan, Alan over instead Rosen, of yeah. Rosen. I, do you think this has anything to do with the fact – because like the, the stories about Josh Rosen, like – that were all over the place. We're like, oh, he's too smart. He has his own opinions, like whatever. Do you think like, do you think that had anything to do? Cause like, 
you hear that enough and the lie becomes truth and you know that that's it right but i don't i don't i don't know i like it also, you, you read that me, it, it felt like a narrative yeah, to me yes against like, josh rosen and quote unquote yes josh narrative. rosen said these things and yes if if a black player had said these things, oh, he would have plummeted, you know? He would have been mm-hmm. blackballed. But yep. at the same time, it it felt like someone who wanted that to be true pushing it a little bit true. more than it was. I mean, yeah. I think it ended up working out for Josh Rosen. I feel like the Cardinals yeah, he, are a I much better I think he went to a better... Yeah, the Cardinals... It's a good situation. He gets to throw to a veteran receiver who's going to help him out. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel like josh allen went to the absolute worst place he could have gone yeah yeah buddy you think like they threw like, tyrod taylor like, under the they have they have for the past two years had had a consistent practice of throwing quarterbacks under the bus which by the way if you are wearing me undies and you get hit by a bus your butt will look really good in the picture they take of you and show on the local news because you've died so yeah It'll, it'll be great. Everyone will be like, wow, at least they died comfortable. Mm-hmm. Me undies. <laughs> because you want to die comfortable. Everyone dies, so why not die comfortable? <laughs> that's actually pretty but good. It, I know I know this is a bunch of, like, goofs, but that was that's actually not bad. No, Sam, <laughs> these are completely honestly serious. What are you talking about? <laughs> but really, it, like all the knocks on Josh Allen were basically that he was – the big raw project right that yeah. has all the physical attributes but none of the ability to play quarterback mm-hmm. and he went to a team that doesn't have a good offensive line because the two best players on the offensive line retired mm-hmm. uh also i i guess LaShawn McCoy is a good backfield weapon to take the ease off, but he doesn't not, really not have as anyone much to anymore. throw to. Also, like LaShawn McCoy, his is is good, but not great. He's, right? He can't. He's getting older. Right. And he can't. He can't be that I, thing that is that is a like share the load Frodo style thing, where where if. You know, Josh Allen's running into trouble in the pocket. Like, he, he's not going to give Josh Allen the insane amounts of confidence that, like, a, a true number one receiver or, you know, a decent offensive line or a, a superstar running back would, right? It, it doesn't... Yeah. I, I feel like it doesn't give you that peace of mind to know that, like, you can hand it off to LaShawn McCoy and LaShawn McCoy will be able to pick up a third and four you know, 100% of the, the time because he can The only thing I can think of is that maybe Sean McDermott, that, that's the coaches, right? Sean McDermott? I think so, the, yeah. He, 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 was on, he was on the Panthers. He was like... He was their OC, guy from, yeah. Yeah, he was on the Panthers. And maybe just when he was working with Cam Newton, he fell in love with, like, the big physical dude who can mm-hmm. make all the throws. Mm-hmm. And then when he got saddled with Tyrod, who generally played the ball a little too safe. Yeah, yeah. He just, he really wanted something, someone who could chuck the ball downfield and make all this other nonsense kind of happen. I, I guess that's the only sort of reasoning that maybe he fits the system better. He might but fit the like, system. But again, like Sean McDermott is the guy who 
bench Tyrod Taylor for Nathan Peterman mm-hmm. and for a half before Nathan Peterman threw five interceptions. And oh, I really, wa- I really want to say this because um, I had a couple Bills like Bills fans have been rationalizing the hell out of this pick yeah. from the get go because well, that's, that's just the Bills fan. That, that's what you do if you pick a dude, you pick the right dude. That's like. You got to rationalize it. It's to be expected. But I was just like, hey, Josh Allen went to the team that with the coach that once thought Nathan Peterman was a better option than Tyrod Taylor. And I had a couple of Bills fans who were like, well, did you watch the game with Tyrod Taylor? That was absolutely the right oh decision God. at the time, which I immediately was like, no, like, no. All right. First off. All right. Tyrod was not playing well. He was not playing good at all, and he had just come off probably the worst game of the season against the Saints, which ended up being a really good team. So, Uh you know, but like, so if you're going to make the call to bench the quarterback, you have to believe that the guy behind him is more or less ready. You have to you have to know something that the general public probably doesn't. And the general public looked at that move like. Well, this is weird. Yeah, like why, why are they benching Tyrod? Like I know he's not playing great, but really they're going to start Peterman. But at the time I was like this seems dumb, but maybe he knows something we don't. That, Nathan Peterman that goes was out before, there. That was before he took a single snap, yeah. right? Everyone thought yeah. the benching was was kind of a weird weird like timing-wise, like why is this happening now before Nathan Peterman took a single snap? And that's something that does get forgotten. But Watching Peterman out there was, it became very, very obvious, very quickly that Peterman was not ready for that position. He had, he was not ready whatsoever to get into that situation. And that's like, that's on the coach. So really, are you saying that it was a good decision at the time because Tyrod wasn't playing well and it's only a bad decision in hindsight. No, it wasn't a good decision at the time because as a coach, you're supposed to be aware of the abilities of your players. And it was very, very clear that Nathan Peterman was not ready. And the coach should have been aware of that, but he still did it anyway. This, this leads to what I, my kind of biggest problem with this pick, because if Josh Allen is this kind of raw talent with, with, unknown potential but pretty good potential that you want to mold into something greater you know it's it's like it's a project right that that you it's a project that you've had on the ground for a long time and you've just wanted to get off the ground and you know where the best place to do that is sam squarespace Mm. Squarespace squarespace.com absolutely squarespace do you know what we do we're not really sure either squarespace For when you're a freelancer and want a place for your portfolio that you never update. Squarespace. It's hip to be square. Space. (laughs) Fuck you, dude. (laughs) Fuck you. Fuck you for getting me with that. God damn it. Anyway, I, I, I don't trust the Buffalo Bills to develop quarterbacks. I really, really don't. Because... Like they've they've obviously shit the bed with uh, with Nathan Peterman, Tyrod Taylor. It like is is good. Like I've always liked Tyrod Taylor, but Tyrod Taylor I don't think is a significantly better quarterback now than he was in college. I don't think the bill like anything, any strides that he has made 
have been minimal compared to other have, similar players. Have mostly have just come because he's gotten some experience playing the position. Right, exactly, exactly. And I, I again, I have, I have, like, stuck, stuck up for Tyrod Taylor because I, I like him. I think he has a lot of potential. I think he, he is a good quarterback that could be a great quarterback. I've stuck up for him a lot on this show, but I, I do think that he... He hasn't really, the Bills haven't helped him. The Bills haven't developed him. He is still the same quarterback that he was in college. So for the Bills to draft Josh Allen when they are a team that can't really develop and be creative with players is a shame, especially when you contrast that with MeUndies' development as a brand. They're adding new designs and new uh, products every day they have lounge pants that are really good if you want to pay forty dollars for pants that you don't go outside in that are actually like pretty damn comfy but you know you do have to make that call for yourself like yeah i'm gonna pay 40 to 60 dollars for a pair of pants or shorts that i'm not gonna leave the house in except for maybe maybe to go to cbs at like 3 p.m. when I have strep throat and I have been in bed all day and I I cannot be wearing real clothes. That's a decision you have to make. When you shit your pants because your Blue Apron meal went wrong. That is a fucking that is a fucking. Image. But yes, we just have to accept the fact that the Bills probably shat the bed. Yeah. And if you're gonna shit the bed, you want to shit. In a Casper mattress. They do have that 100-day, uh, no no questions asked, guarantee. They will, even if you drop a big old dookie, a Josh Allen-sized dookie on your new Casper mattress, they will come to your door and take it back, no questions asked, and give you a full refund that you can use to buy another Casper mattress to shit all over, if you are the Buffalo Bills. I'm really excited to see it. I'm curious to see what happens with Josh Allen. Does he beat out AJ McCarron in camp? Oh my god. Who's gonna start for the Bills this year? Is it gonna be AJ McCarron or Josh Allen? That's a quarterback controversy. Kill me. <laughs> fucking fucking kill me. Oh my god. That's let's let's skip down a little bit and yeah. talk about probably the, the next biggest surprise that came in the first round and Mm -hmm. that was the saints deciding to go all in and trade up for defensive end marcus davenport yeah i i will say i don't know much about this guy right but it it strikes me as odd because because the saints at least from the eye test, their problems weren't really on on the on the ends and on the D line, right? They they were getting beat out. Their corners were getting beat out. Their defensive backs were getting beat out. Plus, their defense was pretty good. Yeah, I don't know who else like they take. Like, like this is the kind of James trade. Or? This is the kind of trade you make up when. You you feel like you're only a player or two away from a championship. Yeah. And, like, I remember even the announcers were like, this? Wait. They were all excited to see who they were going to draft. And I think a lot of them were trying, were assuming that they were going to go with, like, Derwin James. Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. like, one of the other, like, qu- secondary players. Yeah, like a flashy and cornerback or safety. 
Yeah, and then they draft, um, like, the guy who seems like he's being described as Arian Foster, personality-wise, mm-hmm. but a defensive end mm-hmm. from a small school. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I guess that works. Just like Flowers.com. It's flowers you buy on the internet. <laughs> yeah, very true. It's a, it works. It's not, it's not something to write at home about, but, you know, it, it works. It's all good. I, I think that there are a lot of picks in the first round here, and I guess this is true of every draft, that do kind of fade a little bit into the background. Um, a, lot, a lot of teams there. The, people said that this draft was stacked at the quarterback position, which I believe was patently false. I think the problem was we had a lot of quarterbacks that were all viewed at like the same sort of sort of flawed level. There weren't any quarterbacks that were like, "Oh yeah, that's the guy you got to take first." Yeah. There were a lot of quarterbacks that are like, "Yeah, he's pretty decent. You could probably take him first and he might work out." And that's that describes all of them. This this draft was was stacked at the defensive line positions. Defensive line and defensive end positions, at least in my opinion, more more so than quarterbacks. So so it's hard, I think, for a team to kind of stand out and really really uh, uh, make a name for themselves in this draft when they're drafting these players who, for a lot of casual fans, they view as interchangeable as cogs. Uh, But you know what you will always stand out wearing is Warby Parker glasses because you can't see the future, but you can sure as hell look good when you're pretending to. So that one goes to uh, the pick of Roquan Smith for the Chicago Bears. I want to talk about this a little bit because you know I love Georgia. Roquan Smith was one of the best linebackers uh, to, to play, I mean, last year at all i don't think i don't think i saw a single complaint about this pick no one was just like yep that's a good pick that this is that that is the pick you make it is a very good pick if you're if you're gonna go all in on thinking um that mitch trubisky is your quarterback of the future you know you have some wide outs hopefully kevin white will be fine and not break himself again uh yeah, why not? Why not shore up your sorry defense with one of the best edge rushers in the league? And yeah, so so I feel like that's kind of how how you do it is you 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 let everyone else with their like uh, uh on trend like Ray-Ban Wayfarer style or rose-colored round John Lennon style sunglasses, but but what you really want to do, if you really want to make a name for yourself and really be a trendsetter, is you go with Warby Parker. You go with timeless classics available at a at a value at a value price, uh, cheap lenses and looks curated every single day by designers that you've never heard of. Uh, and when you go out, you'll get like decent. You'll be like, hey, those glasses look good. People will say it in that way, just like people will say, hey, Chicago Bears, that pick of Roquan Smith was good. It won't be exciting, but you'll know you look about 50% better than you would have if you didn't wear Warby Parker sunglasses. Warby Parker sunglasses, scientists say they make you look 50% better. Science can't be wrong, can it? Nope, never. 
It is 100% correct. Mm -hmm. That's why they call it Are there any other interesting picks in the first round that you would like to touch on? God, yes, yes, please. God, please. And this I know you just want to skip to the last one. I know, I know I do. I know I do. Um okay, so why don't we why don't we not do that? Why don't we not do that yet? All right. Uh <laughs> we'll get there eventually, just like when you use snail mail from stamps.com. Mhm. Mhm. <laughs> stamps.com because your grandmother still puts things in her mailbox. I I want to I want to give the uh the don't sleep on them uh sponsored by purple the other mattress company no no not tuft and needle no not casper no not ghost bed either no not zinus no purple we're the ones that have the commercials that you see on facebook with that girl who dresses up like a princess and drops uh weights on an egg that one goldilocks goldilocks i'm sorry yes damn it goldilocks why is it Get it? Goldilocks? Because purple mattresses are just right. I thought it was like the princess and the pea kind of thing. No, it's 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 literally Goldilocks. That's weird. I don't I don't okay. Because Goldilocks likes eggs. Anyway, don't sleep on him, pick. Uh this could go either to Rashad Penny or Sony Michelle, both of whom I think I mean Sony Michelle really kind of fits into the the Patriots um kind of pass catching running back mold yeah um that guy that isn't really that good but he just plays in the system exceptionally well and gets annoying third down conversions and you're like fuck the patriots yeah yeah absolutely god shane vereen that's that's who i was looking for (laughs) sony sony michelle reminds me exactly like they'll probably slot him in the same way they do shane vereen except i think sony michelle has the potential to be better. I mean, we'll see. Whatever. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, don't sleep on him. And Rashad Penny, if you didn't see him uh, play in college, he is just a beast. He runs train, like, through offensive lines. Um, he is relatively short, but he's got, like, his jukes. Like, I watched one San Diego State game all year last year um and i saw rashad penny like make one move it was absolutely amazing can we just i i just really want to bring up rashad penny a little bit more because he is the rocket mortgage from quicken loans big mistake of the draft was he and it's not like what he's not like He's a bad player. Mm -hmm. He's probably a good player. Mm -hmm. But this was a drafted first-round pick from the Seattle Seahawks. Yes. Yes, in a weird three-level trade. Seattle has had the worst offensive line in, like, history for, like, the past three seasons. Mm -hmm. And they they don't pick any help. Also, they've, like their defense has gotten kind of decimated this off season. The rich Sherman left. Uh, there's, there's all kinds of turmoil around Earl Thomas, uh, Bruce Irvin. Oh no, wait, that was a couple Michael of years Irvin. ago, wasn't it? Michael. Yeah. It's just like, it, 
Seattle seems like it's on the downswing and they need to sort of rebuild back up. I mean, it doesn't even and seem they, like it. It is, dude. Like, they they didn't really do much of anything. Like, all the criticisms year. a lot of teams were leveling at the Giants for taking Barkley, I think are more apt to say this at the Seahawks for Penny because the Seahawks totally could have had a decent running back in the second. Yep. One of the ones yep. that could have gone and they could have drafted like a lineman mm-hmm. or, you know, like something good that might help him. Like Penny, I don't think he's quite the same talent that's projected that's going to be able to beat this line. Like yeah, this is the kind of line where you almost need to be able to just hit contact because you're going to get it. <laughs> well, you yeah, you need that kind of like you you need it, a Marshawn this Lynch. This was not right? this is a this, this was a line not built for Marshawn Lynch. This this was a baffling pick to me. I like I feel like the Seahawks should have done something else and picked up a running back later. I yeah. I I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree, and that's that's I I think it makes sense that that you gave it your Quicken Loans Rocket Mortgage Big Mistake Award of the Draft. Quicken Loans, because if fucking Key and Peel can't explain how mortgages work to you, you are beyond help. Rocket Mortgage. Remember the housing crisis a few years ago? It's that. Oops. Oops. A doodle. Whoopsies. Oh, Sam, no. let's 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 do it. Okay. Let's skip to pick thirty-two. Fucking, oh my god. Uh, so if you don't know, I mean, you probably do because you're an NFL fan. You listen to this podcast. Lamar Jackson went. Lamar Jackson, who again, in my opinion, I have. I'm gonna bring this up every single time until he starts playing. Lamar Jackson, who in my opinion and stats wise was the best quarterback in the draft dropped to the last pick in the in the uh, first round of the NFL draft in 2018. So I guess this is a pretty good value for the Ravens, obviously. Like, I don't think the Ravens thought they'd be able to get him. There. I was pretty upset that the Ravens traded up because after he slipped past the Patriots, yeah. I was like, oh, shit. The Giants pick in like three picks. Oh, yeah. The Browns already got their quarterback, uh-huh. and the Eagles don't need it. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, are we gonna get LeBron? Oh, the Ravens traded. No, up. the Ravens. No, nah, the Ravens traded up. No, nah, the Ravens traded up. Much, much, much like, and and they got such good value. Much like Loot Crate offers great value. Loot Crate. We just put a bunch of shit in a box, and we we cover them with nerdy shit. Hey, I mean, we also will put in a Funko Pop for you. We'll put in a Funko Pop and a whole bunch of other shit for like 40 bucks a month. Loot Crate. Because nerds will fucking buy anything. Loot Crate. We went to GameStop, grabbed a bunch of random shit off the shelf, put it in a box, and made you pay for it. Keep in mind, Loot Crate also has a bunch of different options. They have a a WWE one. They have a Doctor Who one. They have, I believe, a uh, Pokemon one. They also have a star wars one because nerds will star wars anything star wars they made an entire fucking holiday off a day that kind of sounds like may the force be with you yep and that's gonna be friday 
fuck. Oh, man. Gross. I hate nerds. I hate nerds, nerds are the worst. Nerds are the fucking worst, dude. Both in we, we need to go back to life. the days where they're shoved into lockers by jocks. Well, yeah, because after they stopped getting shoved into lockers by jocks, we realized that they were worse than the jocks. They were just as bad, but in a different way. In a way. different, worse way. Fuck. God damn. It sucks. Just like Lamar Jackson getting picked 32nd overall by the Baltimore Ravens. I I I feel like and this is this is where I think that I can step in. The the first round a lot of people made a lot of weird weird picks that might not like people raised a lot of eyebrows, right? In the first round. Um, Lamar Jackson slipping as far as he did when teams had needs at quarterback. That was one of them. Uh, the the facts, obviously, that Baker Mayfield got t- taken number one overall. That's another one. Wouldn't it be nice if you had someone who was taking care of you to make sure no one raises an eyebrow at you when you walk across the street? Well, that's when Stitch Fix comes in. Stitch Fix. You have a Facebook Messenger conversation with some sort of dude that apparently is good at dressing people or they probably just looked at the front page of h&m and then they'll buy you clothes they'll just buy you clothes and and and, you know ship them to you and then if you follow their recommendations you'll look pretty okay stitch fix because going out in public is actually a lot of pressure okay stitch fix because we all watch queer eye for the straight guy and kind of wish we had that but don't yeah uh, it's stitch stitch fix specifically for the people who think they can do that kind of thing that the queer eye people do but know that they really can't stitch fix because we know better (laughs) (laughs) stitch fix really really is that what you're okay stitch no no that's trust us those socks will work with those sandals. It's the hot new thing. <laughs> uh, you want to get to the second round? Are we talk about I guess some. We can, we can skip into the second round and, you know, just see because there's like a couple other fairly interesting picks mm-hmm. that sort of happened mm-hmm. later on in the draft. Nothing terribly crazy, I would say. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, I do want to give the absolutely insane award to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for that whole parrot thing that didn't really work out. Maybe that parrot would have been better better equipped to make the pick if if it had some snacks from Nature Box. Nature Box, they have healthy snacks. Stop fucking eating Takis. What are you doing with your life? You are 35 years old. You can't eat Takis anymore. We will literally give you a box of free healthy snacks so that you stop eating goddamn Takis. Nature Box. Just stop. (laughs) Nature Box. Just fucking stop. Oh. Ah, yeah. Okay. Go, Bucks. Uh, Maybe that parrot would have worked better if you could hear the parrot with audible.com. Audible.com for when your parrot sucks. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Oh, very good. Uh, I, I appreciated the Eagles jumping ahead of Dallas to draft Dallas in Dallas. Like that was that was a good middle finger. Uh-huh. 
I, I, I do want to give them a lot of credit for doing that specifically just to piss them off. I feel like that's that's got to be the reason, right? Or at least most <laughs> of the reason. Yeah. You'd hope, at least. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's anything else that terribly... No interested me i guess there's um i am checking i am checking my movement watch here and we are running out of time on the podcast movement watches because you can't afford an apple watch sorry honestly sorry i know i know it's just a normal watch i know you want an apple watch but they're really expensive just get a movement watch they're okay oh we could mention just because it, it feels like it's a necessary little addendum to every draft story is that the Seahawks took uh, Shaquem Griffin. Oh, is yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I always thought it was Shaquem. I don't, I honestly don't know. Yeah, I don't, I can't remember. But anyway, um, Shaquem Griffin is brought to you by Blue Apron. Unlike Shaquem Griffin, we have all the ingredients. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, you can't do that. I'm really, I, I will say, I was I was really pissed when he didn't get an invite to the Combine, and I'm very, very happy when he absolutely nailed it at the Combine, just like Birchbox will help you nail your look. Birchbox, like Stitch Fix, but only for dudes and only for the kinds of dudes that think they know whiskey. Birchbox, for that guy you really don't want to be friends with. I'm really, 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 really happy that he ended up getting drafted, and I, in... I am too. He went to, like, the perfect team, too. I agree. He gets to play with his brother, mm-hmm. and it's it's just really exciting, and he's already gotten a sponsorship from Harry's Razors. Harry's Razors, when your razors are so sharp, they cut your whole hand off. <laughs> I In the greatest of all possible worlds, right, the, the, the Griffin boys start a new like the legion of boom 2 the sequel the boominning and you know the seahawks defense kind of comes back to to relevance or prominence i guess i would really 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 like that i'm i'm kind of excited to to watch them this year because i think i mean both of them will start right i assume yeah i i feel like they they can be slotted green griffin seems like exactly the kind of player who's going to end up starting on pete carroll seahawks because that's like like the seahawks can't pick anything good before round three yeah and that's and that's (laughs) when they well but but right after that they fucking nail it the whole way down it's it's like all gold let's build an entire team out of extremely cheap late draft picks that carry us all the way to the top and then have all of our actual important draft picks just kind of suck. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> it's, it's the worst, like, it's some weird monkey's paw, like, <laughs> like thing where Pete Carroll made a wish. It was like, I want to, I want to draft, I want to get really good value in, in my draft picks. And then, you know, there's that, there's that, which is curse where like you will get good value, but only in the late rounds. Which reminds me of Legal Zoom. Legal Zoom for when a witch get puts a curse on you that you didn't really want or weren't aware of. We'll sue the fucking ass off of that witch. Legal Zoom. Yes, we actually sue witches for you. That's what Ugh. Legal Zoom does, right? 
Yeah, it's an app that I, you I can use. To I don't know. People. That's that's what their marketing email told me, and okay. we all know those marketing emails are trustworthy because yeah. they're sent from Mailchimp. You Mailchimp. know those marketing emails? That's our fault. Mailchimp, you hate us now, but if you start to like, if you build your own business, you'll understand. Oh, it was it was an okay draft. Yeah, but now it's over, and that's great. Until next week, when we realize that, oh my god, it is so long until the the preseason starts. Fuck. That just kind of hit me. Yeah. We have a really, really long time before anything gets to happen again. Oh god, no. At least we could just keep sending each other flowers from flowers.com. Flowers. You just buy them on the fucking internet. Flowers.com. You can make that thing at your funeral with them. You know that wreath that they put around your portrait? You can you can do that. Flower, flowers.com. Because love is real and you have to pay for it. Flowers.com. Made with Squarespace. <clears throat> oh man, I just got really depressed. <laughs> well, that's what Harry's razors are there for. Oh no, oh no, not Harry. Leave Harry out of this. <laughs> Uh, the draft is incomplete yes we will revisit this draft in three years time and we will decide whether those picks worked out yep that's actually won't. maybe a good idea for a future episode of the dry season is yeah. that we should just pick a draft from like, like 2013 yep and just look at it like hey do you remember this guy's name mm-hmm. no me neither guess we could call that one an f yeah yeah i can't remember who was even in the 2013 draft sneak peek at like three episodes from now like we're gonna give some guy an f i'm I'm like literally googling i'm sorry the 2013 draft right now because i i cannot name a single player from it you can you just don't you didn't realize that was the draft that they were taking yeah that's true I mean, so the first, the the overall first draft was an offensive tackle who I don't, it was actually two. Uh, well, the Jags got Luke uh, Jekyll? Jokel. Jokel. And he's pretty damn good. Uh, no, he's well, not. I mean, the Eagles. No, he's not. He, he's bad. Is he's, he? He's on the Seahawks. He was on the Seahawks offensive line last year. Oh, oh no. Okay. I thought he was all right. I thought he was okay. Anyway, the no, Eagles got no. Lane Johnson. Uh, at fourth overall. Oh yeah, okay. And then there's uh, Ziggy on Barkevius. Okay, yeah, we can we can work with this. We can work with hey, this. Hey, do you remember? Do you remember Jarvis Jones? No, no. Who the hell is Jarvis Jones? We'll find out in probably like three episodes or so. Sam. Yes. How can we follow you with your amazing new sponsors? You can follow me uh, with my amazing new sponsors at Twitter. Uh, I am at Sam Grezeses, S-A-M-G-R-E-S-Z-E-S-E-S-E-S on Twitch and Instagram at Robots Fighting Dinosaurs. Dave? I am also brought to you by Twitter at DrawPlayDave. I am on Facebook at Draw Play Dave, or wait, no, Draw Play Comic. That's what happens when I switch up my normal routine and I mess everything up. I'm on Facebook at the Draw Play Comic, on Instagram at Draw Play Dave, on Patreon, and of course on the DrawPlay.com, which is brought to you by everything and nothing. 
It's brought to you by me, sponsored by Dave Rapoccio, that guy who kind of does things that you sort of enjoy. We'll see you next weekend.